Good morning. I am thankful that you're here this morning as we gather around God's Word. It's a brand new year. 365 days of growth, decisions made, relationships nourished, and new opportunities. Not all easy days. In fact, some really difficult ones that we have faced in 2020. But the sum total of these past days, weeks, and months of 2020 have pushed me to new paradigms and to really renew the views that I have of the great God that I serve. As we start a brand new warranty, not yet expired year ahead of us, I have a few brief thoughts to close out this past year. According to statistics that I have read, 45% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. Most resolutions revolve around some type of self-improvement, such as losing weight or getting more organized, while 75% of the people maintain their resolution past the first week, and 46, after six months, only 8% actually obtain their goal that they set around this time each year. I'm not going to take the time to ask you how you did last year, but here's the good news. As we're starting a brand new year, start from scratch. And I don't throw this out to discourage you that you shouldn't make resolutions for the new year. In fact, it is quite the opposite. What I'm encouraging is to set your sights on ensuring that these goals that you do set are worthy of pursuing and will push you to new levels of growth that touch many areas of your life. Allow me to present four prayers from Ephesians that are worthy of becoming your next I am resolved resolutions. And these are from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. And we're going to use this here as a springboard as we move forward this morning. Starting in verse 17, it says this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. It says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom, and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, that are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might. And so for for 2021... Here are a few great reminders from that text. Number one, to pursue the spirit of wisdom in the knowledge of Jesus in order to make me discerning in knowing him personally. Number two, to better know the hope that lies ahead for me, allowing me to properly view his specific calling for my life. Number three, to realize that my riches are not in what I can gather together in the here and now, but that glorious life exists right now and is found in the person, in the work of Jesus and Jesus alone. And number four, to live as if there is truly a measurable power dwelling within me through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sure, I want to be fit and healthy. Can't you tell I want to read more books and use my resources more wisely. These are good and these are really noble pursuits. But for all of that to be profitable, we need to be planners. 
And that's what I really want to look at this morning. To be profitable, we need to plan. Hudson Taylor had definite conversations about how God's work could be done. We can make our best plans and try to carry them out in our own strength, or we can make careful plans and ask God to bless them. Yet another way of working is to begin with God, to ask His plans and to offer ourselves to Him to carry out His purposes. So planning is necessary. Planning for physical needs is necessary. Suppose the thought enters your mind that you want to build a house. You sit down, you make a list of the materials you think you'll need, then you order them to be delivered. They deliver them to the lot where you will build. Everything is piled in the center of the lot. And the next day, the bulldozer comes to excavate for the basement. And everything is in the way. It's just where he needs to dig. Why? Because there was a failure to plan. Really, without some basic planning, you probably won't have anything to eat when you get up in the morning. And without some detailed planning, no one can build a house, let alone a skyscraper or a shopping mall or a city. And producing shelter and food and and clothing and transportation is valuable, then planning, folks, is valuable. Nothing but the simplest impulses gets accomplished without some forethought with what we call a plan. But the next thing is, is planning for our spiritual necessities. All of us know this and and practice it in relation to the basic physical necessities in life. We take steps to see that we have enough food to eat and clothing to keep us warm. But do we take our spiritual needs that seriously? Do we apply the same earnestness and planning to maximize our Christian life as, as we do planning to make a living? What I would like to do here is to try to persuade you to set aside time each week in the coming year to plan and to specifically plan your life of prayer and devotion and serving of our Savior. The bulldozer of God's Spirit often arrives at the scene of our hearts ready to begin some great work of building and he finds that due to poor planning, there are piles of disordered things in the way. And really, we're not ready for him. The way I hope to motivate you is to, to do this this morning is to give you a few examples of planning that we see in Scripture. Because we know where do we run for the answers, for guidance? It's in God's Word. And I'd like to share some of them with you today. Some illustrations from the book of Proverbs. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs. We're going to start, we're going to, we're going to be on a lot of verses uh, this morning. We're going to be jumping around, and I'm going to try to um, keep you abroad here with the screen on the other side. Uh, but Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6 through 7 is where we're going to start. And it says this, 
Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her food in the summer and gathers her sustenance in harvest. The ant is an example not only because it works so hard, but also because it plans ahead. It takes thought in the summer, and there will be a need in winter. And this forethought provides its needs in the winter. Now, I know many of you burn wood for heat in the wintertime. Now, if you don't do the proper planning, and you don't get your wood ready in the summer and in the fall... You're scurrying around here in the winter to try to to find wood, to uncover it under the snow, to cut it, to stack it. And it's hard work. It's a lack of proper planning. You know every year that by November, really October, uh, we could be burning wood to heat our homes. There's a proper level of planning there that takes place. Look at Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 15. It says, The simple believes everything, but the prudent looks where he is going. See, the difference between planning and not planning is whether you look where you are going in the future or whether you focus all your attention on the immediate right now in front of you. Folks, if you're not a planner, then you will be at the mercy of others who try to give you counsel about how to act so as happy to be in the future. It's happy now. You, you, you act now so that you're happy in the future, right? So the simple believers, the simple believes everything, but the prudent looks where he is going. He considers the days to, to come and, and what they are, are bringing and, and thinks about how the best way to prepare for them and to use them to accomplish his purpose. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 22. It says, without counsel, plans go wrong, but with many adversaries, they succeed. Now here, here the wisdom of planning is taken for granted. And the writer simply gives us advice for how to make plans that succeed. He says, don't be so independent that you think yourself above counsel. Read the wisdom of others who have have gone before you. Talk to experienced and wise people which way others do things and and learn from their mistakes and also learn from their successes. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3, it says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Again, planning is taken for granted. And the issue is, How can you plan in such a way that what you perceive and what you produce will have abiding value and not just pass away overnight? Well, the answer to that is commit to the Lord. That is, always seek the Lord's guidance and strength in your planning. Trust His wisdom and not your own. 
then your plans will bear fruit that stays. Fruit that lasts. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 27. Proverbs 24, 27. It says, prepare your work outside. Get everything, everything ready for you in the field. And after that, build your house. This probably, be, probably means that it is important to be able to support yourself by productivity of the field before you establish your own household. Perhaps we would say to a young man today, get a job before you get married, or at least plan how you're going to support your new household you're establishing. That's important. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 15 and 16 says this, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and tasks for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. When the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Here the model homemaker is a model planner. She's a model planner in two ways. She gets up early and assigns tasks to her mates. You cannot assign tasks to your maids if you have no plan about what you would like to accomplish that day. And she also considers a field, and she buys it. What does she consider? She considers how it will fit into the plan of the household. Well, what's the conclusion here from these Proverbs? What can we take away from this this morning as we start a brand new year? Well, careful planning is part of what makes a person wise and productive. Not to plan is considered foolish, and it's also considered dangerous. And this is true even through the Proverbs and all the way through the Proverbs. And though it teaches us that we do not know what the future may bring, but Proverbs 16.9 says this. Turn over there. Proverbs 16 and verse 9. It says this. A man's mind. It says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Another version says, a man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Fact that the Lord is ultimately in control of the future does not mean that we shouldn't plan. And I think a lot of times people say that. Well, God knows. He knows what's going to happen, so I don't need to plan. False. You need to plan. And what it means is that we should commit our work to the Lord and trust Him to establish our plans according to His loving purposes. He's sovereign. He is in complete control, and we are thankful for that truth. But we plan. We sit down and we we plan. We plan out our day. We plan out our week. We plan out our, maybe even our year. But we do it in light of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. The heart 
of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So my encouragement to you as we start a brand new year, 2021, is let's plan. Let's plan. But we know that the Lord establishes our steps. Plan to read God's word. Plan to spend time in prayer with him. Plan to serve him. Plan to worship him because he is worthy of our worship. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for a new year where we can start fresh on a new calendar. Maybe this will give some of us opportunities to review our personal time with you as we spend it in your word, as we spend it in time in prayer, as we spend it in time of serving you. Father, I pray that you would give us opportunities to serve you in the days, in the weeks, in the months, Lord willing, that we have ahead of us. Father, I do pray for the number of people that are not feeling well. Father, I pray that you would continue to work in their bodies. And Lord, we praise you for the ones that are recovering right now. Lord, we pray that you would protect us. Father, we pray that you would keep us safe. And Father, I pray that you would give us gospel opportunities as we live our days, as you allow us to. We love you and we thank you. Pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.